Hello, and welcome to the Woo Woo Culture Podcast, where we talk all things manifestation, mindset, spirituality, and wellness. Whew, my heart is racing a little bit. It's crazy how the moment you press record, um, immediately I just sort of felt this like flare up in my body. So, <sighs> excuse me for just one moment while I take a deep breath, <laughs> relax my nervous system, and then we'll get this thing going. Welcome to New Year, Same You Blues. Anybody out there feeling it? I know that, oh my gosh, this used to be something that I would totally suffer from like every single year. Let's start out with the fact, like, let's back up for a second and start out with the fact that New Year's and like the whole idea of it is totally a setup in the first place. It is definitely designed to make you feel bad and like set you up for failure. I swear. It's like the expectations for New Year's Eve. You're supposed to have this like perfect setting, be like well-dressed, eating like good food, be, you know what I mean? Like in this fabulous place, you know, New Year's Eve is supposed to be this magical thing. You're supposed to have like be with the perfect person and have the perfect person to kiss at midnight. Right. And you're supposed to stay up late and drink, like toast with alcohol too. So like, that's supposed to be the New Year's Eve. And then the next day you're supposed to be this like new, amazing version of yourself. So, and we wonder why the next day, like most people are waking up all depressed, feeling like shit, right? Because that's what you set yourself up for. And that's fine. If you want to go out on new year's Eve, you just have to make sure that that's in your plan and that you are not then allowing that to funnel into new year's day, waking up, feeling gross, all of that. And feeling like a piece of shit and just feeling like, Oh my God, this year is the same year, same as last year. Like I literally see posts every single year, like basically on new year's people already giving up on the year like this year's down the tubes too we might as well just call it a freaking day like it's insane and i have news for you i'm sorry to say if you are one of those people who is feeling like that oh my gosh it's probably only going to get worse like Right now we are almost midway through January. Um, this is a dark time for a lot of people. The holidays are over. A lot of people were just home with their family on the holidays and, you know, hearing all sorts of things about themselves, probably being judged by family members, whatever it is. How come you're not having kids yet? Are you getting married yet? Are you having another kid? Like, are you, do you have a job? What's your career? Have you figured this out? Have you figured that out? What are you doing? Right. People love to come at you with the questions and a lot of times we just came off the holiday season and a lot of people have just dealt with like a whole bunch of that. The Northern hemisphere is in winter. The days are short. There's not much sunlight. It is cold in a lot of places. Um, 
Next week is what they call Blue Monday. It is apparently like statistically the most depressing day of the year. It's just, it's a Monday and like, you know, Monday blues, case of the Mondays, all of that. But it's also, again, in just that like winter time, that like dark space, all of the like credit cards from the holidays have started trickling in. There's really nothing to look forward to like for a while. Um, there's, you know, you're in that, like, if you're in a nasty weather place, like you're in it for a while. Um, the only thing to look forward to is Valentine's day and like, ugh, for most people, right. That's another holiday that is, set up to make us feel miserable. Like, let's be real. I swear that like all of these Hallmark holidays are really set up by like the mental health society, like, or like big pharma to like put us all on Prozac or whatever the like 2021 version of that is. I know that a lot of people, again, times are sort of changing. And I know that I also see a lot of people doing like, screw the new year, new you, like, you know, do your own thing. And, and that's awesome too. Um, but this, it's also not this like wanting something new, wanting a fresh start, wanting to be this like new version of ourselves. It's not just about new year's day, right? It happens all the time. Um, and we have, we have the opportunity to make it happen all the time. That's an important point too. Like you don't have to wait for new years or, you know, it can just be a new day. It can be a new moment is a chance to start again. So a little side tangent there. I know that, I mean, I'm a sucker for a new month, the new year. Like I love it all. Any excuse for like a fresh start. I'm like, woohoo. And I'm such a dork. Like if the month starts on a Monday. I'm like, yes, this is like really like such a fresh start. And that really comes from like, um, I was in network marketing and when you, I don't know if it's all companies, but I think most companies like in network marketing every month, you kind of start over and it's like a fresh slate. And I would know that like, everybody's kind of back to zero. Everybody's even again. And I'd be like, this is it. This is the month that I do it. Um, this is the month that I make the change. I would, some months I would make full like content calendars, like plan out all my posts, make the graphics to go with them. And it seemed like the more prepared for the month I was ahead of time, like the worse I did, the just more frozen I got, the less that I just did anything about it. And so what the heck is that? Like, I know that I am not the only person who wants something new, has this like, you know, whatever it be, new year, new goals for the year or something for a day, like something that pops into our mind or our hearts that we want to do. And then we stop ourselves and we don't take action. Like, why is that? There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons for it. And a big reason is because like most people are on autopilot almost, right? Like we're so in our heads and stuck on, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do that we don't actually do? Um, so many people are, you know, especially the older we get, we feel like we're just on this path. Like you're on one of those moving sidewalks that you got on back when you were whatever it was, 18, 20, 
um, you know, these decisions that you made and you put yourself on this path. And then sometimes it feels like you're just, like I said, got on this rolling sidewalk and you can't get off of it. There's also the world is crazy, right? And I know I used to really get in the, how am I going to plan for tomorrow? Like, how am I going to make these goals? How, like when I would do all these trainings or whatever it was, as soon as it would come to the goal section, I would be like, you know, I'd be sitting there watching the training, doing the thing and be all pumped up and be like, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to do it. This is the time. Yes, yes, yes. Only to like turn the page and again, get frozen and see the goals and just get in my head and be like, feel so overwhelmed in my current state that I was like, I don't know how I'm getting through today. Like, how am I going to plan for tomorrow? There's that, right? There's so many freaking things. And that's, that's really the thing. Like we really are acting from our past, from our past experiences and especially our past traumas. Um, you know, there, I said it, the T word, our past traumas. Um, if we have all had trauma, let me also start there. Um, and we're all acting from it, right? Whether, and that comes in many, many different degrees. Like some people have had big trauma and, you know, big T trauma. They, know what it is. They are well aware of the fact of what happened to them and how it's affecting them in their lives. That's kind of lucky in a way, depending on what your mindset is and how you look at it. And, um, you know, maybe knowing the root of what your things come from, it makes it a little easier to handle it. But so many of us are not recognizing and definitely not taking the time to deal with on a regular basis, all of the little T trauma that we're dealing with literally on a regular basis that we've never been taught to deal with. We have these things happen to us and we just like, they stick to us and they become these little balls of energy just lodged in like our bodies in our subconscious and it affects how we move throughout life it's almost like I've never actually had one but I think that this this is like how they work in theory those Roomba vacuums when you get them and they're fresh out of the box like they just sat out of the box and they go on their way any you know they have no limits no boundaries they're like the world is mine. I am ready to go. And then pretty quickly, maybe not depending on the size of your house, they will, that little Roomba, it's going to bump into a wall or a piece of furniture and then it pivots, right? Think of all of those little like walls and furniture and bumps and whatever happens as little like reminders, right? That Roomba is storing that information. And eventually all of that stuff adds up. Now, when you, that Roomba, the like timer or however you start them goes off or you set it out on its way, when it leaves that dock for a second, it's like, it might be woohoo on its merry way, but then all of a sudden it doesn't need to even get to that sofa anymore. It doesn't even need to get to the wall. It has this trigger that says, whoop, oh, nope. 
don't go there. Scary, dangerous, turn the other way. And that's kind of us as humans. That's, that's basically what we do. All of these little things kind of stick to us and they become these subconscious little markers in our bodies, in our brains. And, and we are, you know, walking along our paths. And for some reason, we just can't understand why you're looking ahead. The future looks bright. You have all these beautiful dreams and ideas and ambitions. And you have this like, yes, 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 I'm going to do it. And then it's like, boom, out of nowhere, you are switched, sidetracked, looking right, turning the other way. It really happens again on so many levels, ways that like you would never think of and ways that would like totally shock you. Like one example that I'm really have been exploring lately and want to explore more because I'm kind of really realizing like, whoa, this is a thing for me and for most people is um, voice, my voice, your voice, everyone and their voice. Think about I just feel so many people are holding their voice. So many people are afraid to speak up, like pretty much not everybody. Obviously there is, you know, portion of the population who loves to get up in front of people, but overall, like public speaking and standing up in front of people is like a really scary thing for most people. And most people don't even speak up like in their one-on-one relationships, let alone in front of a crowd. And singing who, yes, you have people who sing, but again, how many people are so quick to be like, I can't sing and afraid to, I don't know if anyone else has ever noticed that has done that. I know you have, (laughs) I know you've probably done it. You are at some kind of someone's birthday party and there'll be like a group of people. And all of a sudden the cake comes out. It is time for happy birthday. And there's this big group of people. And then the thing that can't goes and all of a sudden it's like crickets. And there's like that, like no one starts, no one wants to go. Or even if you have the few people, you know, the parents or the, you know, you got the couple singers in the family or whatever it is, there's always this big group of people and like just mouthing the words. And like, there's, you know, 12 people that look like they're singing it you clearly only hear like three voices and then like two in the background right I was always I was totally one of those people who just sort of mouthed the happy birthday in the background and did not allow my voice to actually escape my lips it's so interesting just I'm always exploring like where do these things come from why do I act the way that I act and you know I remember I come from a time I remember being told like multiple times and like hearing it all the time. It was like a regular phrase in not just my household, but like all of the households that I went to. Children should be seen and not heard. Like that was told to me all the time. And I am someone who comes from traumatic childhood and I got bounced around a lot. And I was always afraid of like being left and being like sent away or forgotten or whatever it is. And, um, I would want to keep quiet. I would want to be agreeable. I wouldn't want to cause trouble. I would kind of want to like fade into the background and disappear so that like nobody would send me away vibes. Like if they can't see me or don't remember me, like they won't remember to get rid of me kind of thing. Um, 
I mentioned, you know, my childhood was whatever. My mom was kind of a hot mess. And that led to me, basically my grandparents taking me from my mom in like, well, it was a whole process, but in fourth grade. And that led to years of like custody battles in court. And I learned and like going between two households, two households that weren't getting along at all. And I learned like, you know, to not speak and to be quiet and not like say what was going on in the other house and not give information and just all of that stuff. So there's so many ways that, you know, I wasn't, I'm not those, I'm not sitting dwelling on those things. Like, yeah, now that I think about it, I remember that whole children should be seen and not heard. And, but like, I used to joke about it and be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. not really realizing how all of these things affect us and how, like, I'm literally a grown person mouthing happy birthday at a party, like doing anything. Like you will not catch me actually like singing those words. Like what? <laughs> What the heck is that? And, you know, if you are someone who doesn't speak up, who whatever, if you find yourself mouthing the words happy birthday at, you know, a birthday party, whatever it is, if you are somebody who very quickly is proclaiming that you can't sing, but you are somebody that loves belting it out when you're by yourself, whether it's in the shower, in the car, I urge you to explore like that voice thing. But the point is there is so many ways, like so many things like this that we have that just kind of stick on us and they really affect how we show up in the world. And, you know, it's interesting when you, like I said, like a little side point, when you know what happened to you, right? Um, but we don't always know. Like sometimes we have these dramatic thing where you're like, I remember little Johnny in the third grade told me I sounded weird. And that was the day I shut my mouth and never sang again. But we all don't always have that. Um, I remember I did a Wim Hof um, workshop, I guess. And it was the second one I did with the same people actually. And one of the other attendees, she asked, she was like, what, something about getting to like figuring out the root of your trauma, the root of your problem. And I don't remember, she said it to the instructor and I don't remember like exactly what he said, but the one thing that really stuck with me was like, he was telling his story and he was like, yeah, like I, I really felt that, like really felt like wanting, like needing to know where this, like what happened to me, why I am the way that I am. And remember him saying like, I wish that like I had remembered or found out that like a priest molested me or something crazy like that. So that at least I would be like, okay, now I have something to work on. I know why I am the way that I am, but he was like, I had a good childhood. Like my parents are good. Like, this is fine. My house, like all of the things. And for some reason, like, I'm just like this and I don't know why. And so while yes, it is cool to if you can figure out the roots of their trauma, but it's not always necessary. It's not always possible. Um, and it might be some really stupid little thing that some little kid seriously in the kindergarten said to you, but stuck with you and has like, was planted this little seed that has grown into this huge tree that has just taken over all these other parts of your life. It's like, 
Have you ever played the slap game? You know, that person where that, that person, <laughs> that game where one person puts their hands out and the other like palms up and the other person lays their hands on top. And then the person underneath has to like whip their hand around and smack it. And you have to pull it away before they do. I just remember that game. And it's so funny. Like when you first play that person who is on top, they're like, so cocky. They're like, yeah, I got this. Like I'm quick. Like you can't get me. And they're all like, yeah, I'll tell from cocky. And then once you get smacked a good time or two, all of a sudden, like that person will like barely place their hands. Like as soon as they put their hands in, they're like pulling them away, pulling them away. They're afraid to even like put their hands down. You know what I mean? And all of these events and things that happen to us, it piles up. And eventually we get to the point where it's like the slap game. Like we're afraid to even, you know, walk in the room because we're just waiting for the world to slap us. Um, you know, I talked about that whole network marketing thing and for network marketing, let me tell you, I fully drank the Kool-Aid, um, about how it can change your life. All of the things I still do. Honestly, I really do believe that it can be a game changer and it really levels the playing field. Like anybody has the opportunity to buy into one of these companies and really change their life and become like the next millionaire for that company. Um, I know so many women who are like really, really killing it, who they are that 1% of the company. And it is only 1% of those. I think sometimes it's like point something percent of people who join those companies who actually make it. And I am not obviously one of the people who made it um, in my company. And why? Because it was rigged because network marketing sucks because, you know, my company was something, the products were whatever. No, the reason that 1% of the population can make it is because 1% of the freaking population has the mindset or works on themselves and gets the mindset to get there in order to do it. And that's the truth. I was the reason I was the one that was stopping myself. Like I said, I did those content calendars. I watched all the trainings. Like I knew what to do. I was the one who had the plans, had the dreams, had everything, had the plans, had everything taken up, but could not take the freaking action. And I realized that I had these deep rooted fears, fear of <laughs> I realized that I had these deep rooted fear of success. Um, I uncovered that a few years ago when I was getting my NLP life coach. Um, I was doing the training to get my life coach certification and we were doing, I think it was in the exercise we were doing time techniques and it just sort of all hit me. I was already out of the network marketing thing at that time and it really just came all rushing into me and it all just made so much sense. I had had these three like very significant um, events that had happened to me in my life where I seemingly got 
everything I wanted. Like I, one of the things in particular, like I was, when I was a kid, I remember sitting there being by my bed. It was my dad. My dad left before I ever remember him being there. And, you know, I had the single mom and she would be like, if your dad just came back, everything would be okay. And I remember kneeling there praying by my bed, please let my daddy come home. Please let my daddy come home. And guess what? One day he did. He showed up one day when I was in like second or third grade and all my wishes and all my freaking dreams came true. And guess what? Like long story short, it turned out to be shit. And that's when, you know, he came back, promised us the world. We were all going to live together. And I wound up like he left again. And then that whole like custody battle thing with my grandparents happened. So especially in my young brain, I saw that as whoa, when you, you can get what you want, you pray and you get what you want, but guess what? You get something you want, you lose other things and it winds up, winds up being like terrible. And so I had this really strong, deep rooted belief that getting what you want, um, causes just misery. It's that it's terrible. And because of that, I was really comfortable being in chaos. I was comfortable. Like I didn't, I was comfortable just being comfortable. I didn't, it was uncomfortable for me to be successful. Like there's no way in hell I was ever going to be the next millionaire in that company because I had this deep rooted belief that if I did, if I got that success, something else in my life would fall apart. I would lose loved ones. Um, so obviously my subconscious was not going to freaking let me do that. And so, you know, especially by the time we're here and we hit our thirties and it's like, you know, I'm in my forties at this point, but it definitely, I was feeling it by my thirties. If you haven't handled these things, you just start to become a mess. Like speaking from personal experience, become a freaking mess of like anxiety, fear, just completely frozen, making plans, but not actually able to take any action, making moves at all. Like I cannot tell you the freaking stress, anxiety, overwhelm, like spinning, twirling, all of the things that my mind would do. It's not a good place to be in. It is not a good place to be in. And I am here to tell you that you don't have to feel like that. You don't have to feel like that, but you do have to do work. You do have to take actions and just like to change your body, you you, you have to feed your body, right? You have to feed your body certain things if you want it to perform well. Um, if you, you know, want to feel differently, you have to work out your mind. You have to feed your mind different things. Like we can't change the world. We can't. Okay. Um, but you can change the way that you show up in it. You can change the way that you feel about yourself in it every single day. And the first step into doing that is to take 100% responsibility and really be like, damn, I, I do that. I, I hold myself back. I self-sabotage. I am frozen in fear. I'm not showing up fully. I am the one that keeps putting my hands out in order to be slapped. Once you recognize that, 
you can start to let it go. And I'm not saying that it is going to be easy, um, but I'm also here to tell you that it is not always as hard as you think. If you need some help doing that, actually, if you are ready to release and let go of some of your crap and ready to move forward, I actually have just the thing for you. Um, coming up, there's actually two times this weekend. Uh, you, I have a full moon energetic release. Um, has nothing to do with the full moon, really. It has to do with getting rid of all of this pent up energy inside of us. Just happen to be using some of that full moon of the energy to help us out. And if you happen to find yourself listening to this down the road and that full moon already passed, like just like it's never a wrong time to start something new. It is never a wrong time to let something go. So, um, whether it is this full moon, excuse me, full moon release or some other way, you know, check out my website, www.woowooculture.com. Um, there's always like a free meditation on there. Um, some kind of class or course coming up or, you know, zoom, um, be sure to follow me on Instagram, also Woo Woo Culture for the latest. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you will be here with me next week. Until then, I urge you take action on your dreams. And remember, remember, this is, this is the thing. Don't overthink that action. I know sometimes we need to think that we have to plan so, so, so much ahead. We need to take such big action, right? I'm here to tell you that a lot of times that action can be as simple as taking a moment to pause, take a deep breath, remind yourself right this second, I'm okay. Give yourself that space to see what's the best move to make next. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.